Praise the Lord, church. Amen. Man, well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Those of us who have uh, snuck in under capacity, been allowed to be in the house of the Lord. It's been a wonderful worship service. Amen. If we could be upstanding as we get into the word of the Lord, as is our custom. If you could turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting at verse 8. I have come excited. I'm excited to preach this message. I'm excited to encourage some people today. Amen. I'm excited for what God is going to do in this place here today and online and all throughout this world. Amen. I want to give honor to our pastor. Thank him for the opportunity, Pastor Stan, to minister here this morning. And also want to give honor to our assistant pastors, Pastor uh, Brother Ben Finn and, and Sister Gina Gretsch, who do a wonderful job leading the church whilst he is traveling. He hasn't he hasn't been able to travel much this year, but um, they're, they're finally called on to lead the church while he's away. It's normal that, uh, that they're, he's gone all throughout the year, but uh, thankfully we've been able to have him home with us, amen, during this time. 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting at verse 8 and reading through to verse 13. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel. For which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. It is a trustworthy statement, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And for the next few minutes, I'd like to preach to you on the thought, good news. Good news. Who's, who's ready for some good news today? We hear so much bad news. We hear so much negativity. But I've come to the house of the Lord this morning to preach on some good news here today. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your presence that's in this place. Lord, we thank you for already meeting with us and touching our hearts and our minds. I pray, Lord, that you would use me to minister to your people here today, Lord, to encourage us and to strengthen us through your word. Lord, that your word would go forth and fall on good ground and accomplish what it would ha happen in our lives and in our families. Lord, have your way in this service, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Good news. Don't really hear that word often today. It's always interesting seeing words or phrases make their way into popular culture. One such phrase that burst onto the scene in 2017 was fake news. Pastor recently did a sermon series using this phrase as the title. Most people recognize fake news as something that was popularized by the President of the United States, Donald Trump, when he gets in tussles with the media. But its origin comes from a far less significant place than 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. In mid-2016, BuzzFeed's media editor, Craig Silverman, noticed a funny stream of completely made-up stories that seemed to originate from one small town in Macedonia called Velez. They found a small cluster of news websites all registered to this same town. 
and identified at least 140 fake news websites which were pulling in huge numbers on Facebook. The young people in Velez may or may not have had much interest in uh, American politics as 2016 was an election year, but because of the money to be made via Facebook advertising, they wanted their fiction to travel widely on social media, and they made a lot of money. These Macedonians wrote stories with headlines such as, Pope Francis shocks world endorses Donald Trump for president. And FBI agents suspected in Hillary email links found dead in apparent murder-suicide. These stories were completely false, completely fabricated, completely made up. And thus began the phrase, fake news. Legacy media outlets following the shock 2016 election, they tried to expand the label of fake news to a large swath of smaller news sites in a bid to get them deplatformed off social media and out of Google searches. And that's when President Trump capitalized on this new phrase and used it to combat legacy media. Nowadays, people use fake news as more than a reference to literal news, but often as a joke or in a meme. If someone says something that we <laughs> disagree with, we jokingly decry fake news. You are fake news. You're not telling the truth. You see, the Apostle Paul, getting back to our text, he was dealing with some fake news when he wrote to a young leader by the name of Timothy. You see, Paul was in a Roman prison, and, and this would be the last of his many epistles or letters that he would write to different churches and to individuals before his execution. Much of the church throughout the world was facing severe persecution, and there had to be this feeling of helplessness as they saw their brothers and sisters imprisoned and killed. And though we have not been facing the same physical persecution as a church, there has been this feeling of helplessness in the church throughout the world over the last six months as we have faced limitations and we have faced outright closings due to the response to COVID. We were unable to gather at all in celebration of the resurrection of Jesus this year. We weren't able to honor our mothers together. We had to worship and sing and preach to completely empty and darkened rooms. We were forced to gather together in our living rooms. And if some of us were honest, we were in our bedrooms. <laughs> to watch the live stream. There's probably some still in their beds right now. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going to look at the numbers and see if we have more people joining the 1115 today due to daylight savings. I wonder if some people got up a bit late. <laughs> we have had to turn people away because uh, we were at capacity. We couldn't allow more to come in. We've had to jostle online and I hear stories about it every week around 5 p.m., the mad rush to try and uh, get a seat booked and then get a uh, text message or a phone call from, from the team, from our staff saying, hey, uh, didn't you come last week? What? You're booking again on Sunday? Okay. Well, hopefully you pray about that. Amen. We had to forego our coffee on Sundays and our morning tea. 
We were not able to cry on each other's shoulders in the altar or hug each other when we were finally able to gather back together after months apart. There were times where we felt hope, helpless as we gathered food for our families, not knowing how everything would ultimately turn out, or toilet paper. <laughs> and if we weren't careful, some of us may have started to listen to the fake news of the enemy. God is not in control. He doesn't care about me. In fact, nobody cares about me. Nobody has texted me. No one has messaged me from the church. My family is not going to get through this crisis together. This church will not grow. People are going to walk away from God. We start listening to the fake news of the enemy. But I have come today to declare, much like the Apostle Paul did to Timothy, that there is still some good news. Amen? There is good news. Hallelujah. Don't allow the lies of the enemy and the circumstances of this world that we are living in to cloud your vision and to stop your ears. There is good news here today. There is good news here today. Paul started off by saying, remember the good news that Jesus is risen from the grave. You see, our God is not dead, but he is alive and he has conquered hell and he has conquered death. He has conquered the grave. There is good news here today because he is risen. It doesn't matter what we're going through. Our God is on the throne and he is risen. When you get discouraged, remember, he is risen. Hallelujah. When you get overwhelmed, remember, he is still risen. When you lose focus, remember, our God is still risen. Jesus is risen. It doesn't matter what's happening in the church. It doesn't matter the persecution we may face. Our God is still on the throne. Whew. He is risen. He is risen here today. And not only is he risen, but the word of God is not imprisoned. <laughs> not only is Jesus risen here today, but the word of God is not imprisoned. You may be stuck in your house here today and not able to come to the house of the Lord. We may be limited in our capacity in this building here today, but his word is not imprisoned. His word is not in prison. I've come to share some good news with somebody today. Whether you want to hear it or not, there is good news. His word is not in prison. His word is not bound. His word is not limited. His word cannot be contained. There is no curfew. There is no restriction. There is no man. There is no woman. There is no government. There is no authority that can stop the word of God. Hallelujah. There is good news today. His word is not in prison. His word is not in prison. He can minister to you right where you are. You could be at 24 to 26 Harp Street, or you could be back at home, or you could be overseas. His word is not limited. It can minister to you today. Hallelujah, you may feel depressed, but his word says that in my presence there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah, in his presence there is fullness of joy. In his presence is not limited to this building. 
The psalmist asked the question in Psalm 139. He said, where can I go from your, your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remote part of the sea, even there, your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say shortly, the darkness will overwhelm. Doesn't it feel like sometimes the darkness may be overwhelming you? But even if I say that, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to our God. Hallelujah. And the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to our God. Hallelujah. There is nowhere that you can go that you will outrun his presence. His presence is there. It doesn't matter where you are, where you find yourself. God's presence is there. The Apostle Paul said in Acts 17, God is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and exist. Hallelujah. You may not be in the house of the Lord here this morning, but God's presence can meet you where you are at here today. That is some good news, that God can be wherever you are. You can have joy today in his presence. You can have peace today in his presence. All you have to do is invite him into your home. All you have to do is invite him into your heart and experience the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can have joy here today. You may be sick, but his word says that by his stripes we are healed. You can receive healing right now. All it takes is faith and belief in the word of God and God can minister to where you are right now. His word is not limited. His word is not imprisoned. You may be feeling alone, but his word says he will never leave us or forsake us, that he is with us even where we are, where we find ourselves. You may need a financial miracle. His word says he shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God can supply the needs that you have if you call out to him. His word is not limited. You may feel discouraged, but his word says all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. God is working on your behalf. Don't be discouraged today, but turn to the Lord. His word is not limited. There is good news here today. The word of God is not imprisoned. There is good news here today. Hallelujah. Oh, preacher, you might be saying as you're sitting there or as you're at home listening to this message, oh, you're just saying that. You know what makes us happy. You know what gets us excited. You're just trying to get me excited. Yes, a little bit. But I've come with receipts today, as the young people would say. I've come with some receipts. I've come with some definitive proof. You see, while we were feeling helpless... When the church seemed to be imprisoned, the word of God has been on the move. I told you, I've come to encourage someone today. I've come to preach some good news into this world here today. You see, this year, despite, despite the closings, 
despite the imposed limitations, we have had 66 people baptized in the name of Jesus Christ just in this church in 2020 with all the limitations, with all the shutdowns, we have had 66 people begin a new life in Christ this year. In the midst of economic uncertainty, we have had our highest giving year in the history of the Pentecostals of Sydney. Our highest giving year on record. We have sent tens of thousands of dollars to churches and missionaries overseas to assist them in the spreading of the gospel. We are just $20,000 away from having our loan of $1.6 million completely paid off. We are just $20,000 away from getting away from six years of debt. Oh, hallelujah. Our online, our online reach through social media has never been bigger with our sermons and images impacting thousands of people around the world each and every day, each and every week. We are seeing tremendous growth within our Fijian service, within our Fijian congregation. And we currently have 107 people engaged in Bible studies every fortnight. 107. Woo! I've got some good news today. The Word of God is not in prison. The Word of God is not bound. 107 engaged every fortnight in Bible studies. Why? Because the Word of God is not in prison. I have good news here today. Just yesterday, Sister Saya, she shared in our, in our uh, Disciple Makers WhatsApp group that she is currently teaching a Bible study to a friend of hers in Wales. In Wales. We're teaching Bible studies to people in Wales. Why? Because the Word of God is not in prison. Get away from that fake news. There is good news here today. His word is not in prison. COVID-19 is not going to stop the church. This church will continue to grow. This church will continue to flourish. There is good news here today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There is good news here today. Oh, I've been so excited putting this message together the last few days. There is good news. I'm so tired of bad news. I'm so tired of fake news. I want some good news. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, getting back to our text in 2 Timothy chapter 2, that the word of God is not imprisoned, even though Paul was imprisoned. You see, Paul was writing that from a jail cell, and he was saying, I may be imprisoned, but the word of God is not imprisoned. And this gave him the desire to endure his affliction so that others could attain eternal life. In other words, he wanted to endure so that others could experience the gospel of Jesus Christ, so that others could experience what he had experienced all those years ago, so that others could be born again. That is why he spent his time in prison, not moaning, not complaining, but he was busy about the work of God. He was writing letters. He was charging the church. He was writing to leaders. Why? Because he knew the word of God is not going to be stopped. And if he will just unleash it into this world, there's no telling what God could do. Hallelujah. And we too, as the church, we must endure. 
we too, we must be encouraged here today. Why? So that others can hear the good news that Jesus died for them and that they can overcome sin and that they too can experience a new life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to tell someone here today, whether in the house or online, I want to tell someone today that you can start again. You don't have to leave this place the same way that you walked in. You don't have to go to sleep tonight carrying the same weights that you are carrying all day today. You don't have to be that way, but you can begin again. You don't have to live in, with shame. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to live in guilt, but you can find freedom in Jesus Christ today. You can buy, find freedom in his presence. You can find freedom in him here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can walk in freedom and joy. You can be born again today. What does it mean to be born again? Well, Jesus explained it in John chapter 3 when he was talking to Nicodemus. He said, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And he's like, what do you mean born again? And Jesus went further and he said, except a man is born again of the water and of the spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. What was Jesus talking about? Well, Peter explained it in Acts chapter 2 when he was preaching the wonderful message on the day of Pentecost, which is why we're called the Pentecostals of Sydney. We believe the message of the first church that was preached on the day of Pentecost. And the, the apostle Peter said in Acts chapter 2 verse 30 said, 38, he said, repent and be baptized, that's the water, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's the Spirit, born again of water and of Spirit, baptized in the name of Jesus, and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I've got some good news for someone here today, you can be baptized in the name of Jesus here today. You can have your sins washed away in baptism, beginning a new life. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost here today. His word is not limited. You can be filled in this altar. You can be filled in your living room. It doesn't matter. God's word is not limited. There is good news today. There is good news here today. Hallelujah. And it is up to you and I to share the good news. To be that person who endures whatever life throws at us. Whatever, you know, we, we can't be the people that are discouraged. We, we, we're not allowed to be the people that are looking around at everything. Oh, the world is going to hell in the handbasket. The president of the United States is COVID. We're all going to die. No. No, that's not the case. We can't be discouraged. Why? Because people are counting on us to spread the good news. Don't go around spreading bad news. God has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light to spread good news to share the gospel, to share what God has done in your life and what he will do. I have heard testimony after testimony over the last six months of people in this church of nothing but good news. People receiving, uh, people getting better jobs when, when they weren't expecting it. People getting promotions when everyone, when other people are losing jobs. People who are finding financial security, even in the midst of all of this. There is good news if we look for it. We need to be that person who endures whatever life has thrown at us so that we can, so that others can experience what we experience each and every week. So that others can experience what we experience in our life day to day. The UPCA social media account shared an image of a newspaper this week. And on the newspaper it read this. It said, let's make heaven crowded. Spread the good news. Let's make heaven crowded. Spread the good news. 
the good news. Let that be our aim here today, that we want to get as many people as we can into heaven. Make sure that place is so crowded that there is no chance for social distancing, that we are so packed together in heaven. Hallelujah. We must spread the good news. The world has enough bad news. The world has enough fake news. It's time for us to spread the good news, to be that person who speaks, who speaks goodness into a dark situation. Hallelujah. Spread good news with someone here today. Hallelujah. As I hurry to a close, if I could please get the musicians to come. It is up to us to spread the good news, to be that light in darkness. We can't be the ones that are, that are so down when all these things are going on, but we look up. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there is something beyond this life, and we know it, and we believe it, and we're going to share it. Amen. We're going to share it. Hallelujah. Finally, I want to draw your attention to what the Apostle Paul wrote in the final verse of our text here today. The final piece of good news that I want to share today. In verse 13, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says this. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Or true to his word, for he cannot deny himself. Did you see that? If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Even when we fail him, he will never fail us. Don't listen to the fake news of the enemy. Don't listen to the words being spoken into your ears. God has not turned his back on you. God has not given up on you here today. You have not failed him one too many times. That is fake news. Our God is still faithful. Even when we are faithless, even when we turn our back on him, our God is still faithful. You may not be having the 2020 that you planned and envisioned, and who really is? Uh, maybe my wife is still having it. I'm not sure. But not many people are having the 2020 that they envisioned. You write down your goals at the beginning of the year, and by March, it was like, just throw them out the window. What, what are we going to do? You may not be having that here today. You may have made mistakes this year. You may have failed in your commitments to God. You may have decided to read through the whole Bible this year, and you've gotten not very far. But God remains true to his word. He remains true to his word. He is faithful. He is faithful. You do not have to hide from him, but you can come boldly to the throne of grace here today. You do not have to hide from him. You know that word picture that the writer of Hebrews is trying to paint for us in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 when he says you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You see, when he mentioned that throne, it was reminding the reader of that, of that book. It was reminding them of the thrones of the kings of this world. How about you go ahead and try to, uh, to enter boldly into the White House today? How about you try and go enter boldly into Buckingham Palace today? It's not gonna happen unless you read, if, unless, you, uh, ex, uh, unless you receive express permission. Imagine what it was like in those days. 
See, these are people that are elected. Well, not the queen. I don't know what she does. But people are elected leaders. And we're not able to just run into their office. I'm going to run into the Oval Office. Listen to me. That's not going to happen. But and imagine what it was like in those days with a real king that could just put people to death with his word. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what some stupid court said. If he wanted you gone, you're gone. It doesn't matter. You didn't just enter into the throne room. You didn't just go into any throne room of a king, much less boldly. If you want to get an idea of what it was like, just read the book of Esther. And remember that she was a person that the king actually loved, that the king adored. And yet she wrestled with the idea of entering into his throne room without permission. Hmm. The writer of Hebrews says, have a look at that and remember that in this kingdom, with this king, with our God, you can come boldly into the throne of grace and you can experience his grace. You can obtain mercy and you can find grace to help you in the time of need. Why? Because our God is faithful. I've got good news for someone here today who's battling sin, who's battling negativity. Our God is faithful. You can enter boldly into the throne of grace today and experience his grace, experience his mercy. Hallelujah. He won't deny his own word. And his word tells us that we will find grace in his presence. If we will just come to him, if we will just return to him, his grace will be found. His mercy will be found. That is good news. That is good news for us here today. If you can be upstanding as I come to a close. Thank you for your attention here today. There is good news in the house here today. There is good news in the house this morning. You see, the amazing thing about the origin of fake news is that the source was just a small city in Macedonia that just wanted to profit off of uncertainty, fear, and lies. Don't allow the enemy of your soul to profit off the uncertainty and fear that is constantly being broadcasted in this world here today. You are not of this world. You have been called out of this world and into another kingdom that Pastor talked about in his inverse series. We are not of this world. We are of another kingdom. You don't have to be bound by fear. You don't have to become a victim to uncertainty. Don't allow the fake news to enter into your life here today because there is good news and our God is still on the throne and he is still in control and he is still moving. He's still moving in this church. He's still moving in this country. He's still moving in this world. And He can move in your life here today. He can impact you here today. His Word is not in prison, but He can accomplish a work in your life here today. And with that, I want to open up this altar. I want to give you the opportunity that this place here at the front, this is called an altar. It's just an area where we designated where people can pray and leaders of the church can come and pray with you here today. I want to encourage you to come 
and experience the good news of Jesus Christ here today. If you need to be born again of the water and the spirit, God can move in your life here today. You can begin a new life in Christ today. If you've come into this place feeling faithless, feeling like you've turned away from God one too many times, I wanna encourage you to come to this altar today and experience the faithfulness of God, experience the grace and the mercy of God. There's no telling what God can do in our lives. There's no telling what God can do in our situations if we just allow the Word of God to work, if we just loose it in our lives and in our families and in our community today. There is good news. Hallelujah. This altar is open if you'd like to spend some time in prayer. For those who may be watching online, spend some time with the Lord in prayer. Allow the presence of God. Ask the Lord to meet you where you're at and let Him move where you are, in your home, wherever you are. Allow God to move in your life. There is good news in the house of God here today. Hallelujah, this altar is open if you'd like to come. We'd love to pray with you here today. to move in your life. Allow God to move in this place here today. He's still